Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about SEO, especially about getting traffic for uh, software as a service. Uh, and uh, I'm so excited to discuss all uh, questions that you can ask that uh, I'll ask with George Cassiotis. How are you? Hello, Anatolia. I'm, I'm fine. And let me just say that I'm impressed with the production quality. I didn't expect this kind of intro. Uh, really well done. Really well done. Really <laughs> liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a team uh, there in Ukraine, and uh, yeah, sometimes they surprise me when they uh, produce some uh, videos. You know, uh, from my experience, it's better not to limit uh, your team with their, uh, <laughs> you know, with their creativity, art. So yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, I often get the question how I can produce such awesome uh, promo video. You know, I I, I don't know anything about that <laughs> only when you hire right people you can go ahead with that so <laughs> i agree i agree with that yeah okay uh, before we start just tell more about your experience background and why you decided to pay more attention with seo especially with uh, software as a service sure so uh, i started as a freelancer uh, i did that for quite a while um then at some point a turning point i decided that you know i either um, I will either go big or go home. Uh, so uh, I, I realized that if I wanted to have chances of, go, of you know, going big, I had to launch um, something of my own. Um, this something uh, seemed to be the best option back then seemed to be an agency. Launched the agency back in 2020. Um, it was, I think, January or February, something like that. A couple of months later, COVID happened. So I guess the timing was not the best. But considering the fact that after, you know, COVID happened, essentially all the world uh, turned digital and online, I would say that the the, the timing was perfect. Um, so we have the agency for about two years now. Uh, we are nine people um, and we we are in a hyper growth mode right now. Um, we from, from the very beginning, we, we started working with uh, SaaS companies. The reason was that obviously SaaS, uh, even though commoditized nowadays, wasn't still is, as I see it, a, a very big opportunity. So, and also I had some experience specifically with SaaS companies as a freelancer. So I decided that, you know, this is it. Uh, let's do SaaS. Um, then we, we went even more. Um, I would say specialized in B2B SaaS. Um, and here we are, uh, two years in, um, as I mentioned, nine people, and we have four or five positions open right now. Uh, we are working with um, anything from medium-sized um, B2B software companies all the way up to billion-dollar companies and public SaaS companies from the US as well. Um, helping them with what? Uh, Data-driven con marketing um, and... Um, SEO. So nice. yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, love it. You know, uh, I can uh, tell why uh, I like your experience and why, uh, you know, I often see when uh, agencies uh, are trying to cover a huge audience, uh, uh, more niches and, you know, 
uh, I think it's better when you pay attention to one direction, for example, uh, when you cooperate with uh, SaaS products. So uh, you can, you know, it's it's the same with writing. For example, when copywriters write about everything, and they can't create awesome content. When, when they write only about one topic, yeah, you, you can get much better uh, content uh, and results from this content. Uh, Okay, I have uh, the first question about uh, creating uh, the right SEO strategy. Can you tell for a new business who want to jump on this field, uh, who uh, have uh, interesting ideas, good products, high quality products, uh, where to start, how to find the right strategy, uh, uh, SEO strategy, uh, and uh, how long they need to wait to get the first results? That's a great question. I think that I've been thinking about this a lot because um, next month we have a, I will be attending um, a conference, an online conference as a speaker, and we will be presenting the case study of one of our clients. Uh, we help them get from zero to 100K um, approximately in monthly organic visits. Um, not that this is something, you know, crazy. Uh, there are many mm -hmm. case studies like that out there. I'm not saying that we are the only ones who attained such results, but I would say that this, this process taught me and us, our team, a lot of things with regards to how you should think um, depending and how you should form your strategy depending on um, the stage your company is at. So in this case, uh, we, we took the website DR uh, domain rating according to AHRs at around 30. Uh, traffic, I, I would say that it was almost non-existent. Uh, it had visibility for probably a couple of hundreds of keywords and I would say four or five blog posts uh, at the time we started working together and that was it. So how do you get a website like that, which is almost, you know, on, at, at the point, uh, at the beginning of our uh, partnership, almost at zero uh, to 100, 100K? And I, I gave it a lot of thought and I realized that, you know what? the way you should approach strategy for SaaS companies, and I guess that for any other company for that matter, is different for um, getting you know, from zero to 100K and from 100K to wherever you, you want to get. So let's take zero to 100K first. I would say that at this point, chances are that you have a, an idea of you know, what you want the product to be, but let's be honest, the product moving forward in six, nine months may be something completely different than what you have in mind right now. So uh, you have to start with uh, audience research. You have to try to understand um, by making some assumptions, inevitably, uh, what could be the potential audience for you and what this audience may be looking for online. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to do based on that, based on the understanding, excuse me, <clears throat> of the audience, keyword research and select mm -hmm. uh, some keywords uh, to begin with. Um, you have to start caring about developing uh, an organic footprint since we assume that at this stage you don't have an organic footprint um, and you need to start developing it. You have to start caring about things such as topical authority. You have to build topical authority because this will give you the chance moving forward to rank for more and more terms that are topically associated to the terms that are you know important to you and chances are are tied to your products capabilities um you also have to 
focus assuming that you know this is the the path that you want to take yeah uh, you also have to create content that's uh, let's say optimized for a search audience what people call SEO friendly content um, you have to care mostly about new content because let's face it you don't have anything that you will optimize or update uh, you don't have to do any maintenance uh, sort of speak to your content you need to have uh, and you know we have our own podcast as well and I had this discussion with several people and I feel and you know many people have the same um, opinion on that as as I do um, that you need to have a high uh, publishing velocity aka mm -hmm. publishing frequency which means that you have to put out there a lot of content, especially uh, in the beginning, okay? Of course, that mm -hmm. depends on how fast you want to move, what resources you have, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, you also have to accept the fact that, you know, you know what, at the beginning, I'm not going to get uh, visibility and traffic and clicks for uh, branded searches, okay? And branded search terms. I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus solely on uh, non-branded searches. So this mm -hmm. is what you need to do uh, to get from zero to 100K. Um, then obviously throughout this process, you will understand that some pages, especially you were talking about SaaS feature pages, are the ones that are the main drivers of signups, of demo requests, of you know whatever it is that is important to you. And you will understand that, you know what, we have to build links back to those pages. So you have to build links. And the way to do that at this stage is through manual link building. And at the same time, you know, most of your efforts uh, and time and resources will be invested in um, on-site, on-page uh, activities, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, w when we are talking about a company that wants to go beyond that uh, 100K threshold uh, that may have to, uh, invest in digital PR, for example. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's that's you know uh, I would say an overview of what it takes based on our experience. I'm not sharing anything that we haven't done or or we don't know to get from zero uh, to one, as Peter Thiel would would say. Um, and if you want, I can share uh, based on how we approach it nowadays. Uh, what companies need to do in order for to get from uh, 100k uh, and beyond uh, because, mm -hmm. because as I mentioned the, the things that you need to do and focus on are completely different okay mm -hmm. now how do you get from 100k and beyond first of all we discussed earlier that you need to do audience research well now you know who your customers are you know them you know what the best use cases are you know what are the features that your customers get the most value out of so you don't need audience research anymore. You need customer research. You need to go <laughs> on and have interviews with your customers. You need to open, you know, uh, the camera, uh, use a tool like Grain, for example, with Zoom and transcribe all these calls and try to get a, a really in-depth understanding of, you know, what drives their decisions, what they were looking for uh, when they found your solution, what they were using for, what they were using uh, before your solution, before they started using your solution, and so on and so forth. So first and foremost, uh, customer research. Second, um, I would say that 
we mentioned previously that to get from zero to 100K, you need to care about keyword research and keyword selection and so on and so forth. And you need to be smart about your decisions. Now to get from 100K and beyond, you have to understand that what's most important is closing the information gap instead of just targeting keywords, okay? Uh, you need to make sure that there is no information gap between you and your competitors and you cover all the things that people uh, may be looking for, may be interested in when it comes to your solution. And this means that you may even have to, uh, and you have to target keywords with zero volume on SEO software, uh, or you may have to target keywords that SEO software cannot even find. They, they do not exist in their database. Just because you need to close the information gap. Uh, you want to expand, obviously, your organic foot footprint. We said earlier that when you're going from zero to 100K, you need to uh, develop an organic footprint. Well, now you have developed it. You have to maintain it, first of all. You don't want to lose what you have done already, but you also have to expand it. And we, we mentioned earlier the term topical authority, that you need to start caring and building topical authority. Well, now you have to make sure that um, there is no topical authority gap between you and uh, your search competitors and business competitors. Because guess what? When it comes to SaaS, you're not competing just against your direct competitors. You're competing against review sites, affiliate sites, uh, and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, so that's another thing. Uh, we mentioned earlier that to get from, from 0 to 100K, you need to create con for a search audience. Well, to get from 100K and beyond, we need, we need to create con for a search audience, yes, but you also need to create original con, such as studies and so on and so forth, because you need to start caring about scalability as well. Uh, you can't just go keyword after keyword. Nothing wrong with that, but this gets you to that stage. In order to get to the next stage, well, you will not get there by doing the same things, um, okay? Um, we, we said earlier that you need to create new content uh, to get from zero to 100K. Well, to get from 100K and beyond, you have to do content audit and maintain what you already have, okay? So as you can understand, things, things change. So things that were important uh, and are important uh, at one stage are not important in another stage. Um, we mentioned earlier high publishing velocity. Well, um, I would say that high publishing velocity is at the same time something that you need to care uh, when you want to get from, from 100K and beyond, but you have to care about doing updates as well instead of just creating uh, new content, okay? And uh, at the same time, I would say that you have to make sure that you increase your brand value because at some point, inevitably, you will start competing since SaaS is moving towards uh, commoditization or, you know, according to some people, has already been com commoditized. Uh, you have to increase brand value because at some point, um, getting the, the, the rankings and the high enough position will not be enough to get you the click because if you compete uh, on the same SERP uh, with a brand that has a, a way more, uh, you know, uh, big recognition, brand recognition from, from you, well, you know, guess what? You will not get the click. They will get the click. And imagine it that way. Think of it that way. Let's say that you are an e-commerce business and you compete with Amazon. And Amazon, for 
a set of keywords ranks lower than you are. Um, chances are that in that specific SERP, Amazon is going to get the click because they have the brand. Uh, and the same thing applies to, to SaaS and to any other category for that matter. So after a certain level, you have to start caring about building brand and making sure that brand searches and branded search terms in general increase over time. Um, last but not least, we mentioned earlier manual link building. So you have mm -hmm. to build links manually uh, to your feature pages, uh, also known as uh, use case pages. That's great. After a certain point, you can't you know, continue building links manually. You have to try to find ways to build links passively. Uh, and mm -hmm. the way to do that is, as I mentioned previously, original content, data storytelling, data studies, and so on and so forth. These are all things that will help you uh, acquire links passively. And um, the last point that I uh, briefly touched on uh, earlier is um, that in the beginning, we care mostly about on-page things because this is what we can um, control more easily. Like now moving forward, we have to care about what's called nowadays as, um, and it has an increasing demand, digital PR. We have to start caring about digital PR um, and make sure that our brand uh, from a digital standpoint uh, grows uh, over time um, and is associated at the same time with uh, the right things and topics that we would like to be associated with. So uh, sorry for rambling a bit and uh, prolonging it, but I guess that um, this is an overview of what you can do in the beginning uh, to get to get to a certain point. And once you establish yourselves, yourself in the SERPs, um, the, the activities that you need to invest your time and resources in will have to be completely different. Uh, they have to change if you want to get to the next stage. Because we have seen many times that some websites and some businesses are very good at getting to that first stage. That's great. But they are not able, they are not capable of getting to the next level because they don't understand essentially that getting to that next level entails doing something different. Uh, so uh, that, that would be it, I guess, when it comes to strategy for, for SaaS companies. Uh, you know, I think you beat my previous record uh, <laughs> we've flown <laughs> answer you know <laughs> you replied uh, yeah yeah uh, well explained love it you know yeah uh, and uh, so <laughs> I need to ask another question because I usually ask more questions but you reply uh, with detailed information uh, yeah awesome about that uh, and uh, uh, I have the question for example uh, if I use keyword research, I, I can find a list of keywords. It doesn't matter. SEMrush, Ahrefs, Moz, uh, or any other tools, I have a list of keywords. How do I know which keywords I need to use? For example, some uh, keywords are overwhelmed and overpriced. Uh, if I check out the top 10 results, uh, I can see, for example, Amazon, Wikipedia, many other websites. I completely agree with you. Uh, all of them are your competitors. It doesn't matter if even if they uh, monetize. Uh, their pages with different methods, uh, but we compete for the top 10 results. So we can't get 11 websites there, 20 websites, yeah, only uh, 10. 
So uh, all of them are competitors. Uh, and um, I wanna know how to uh, uh, create the right content plan for pages that have a lack of quality content. For example, if I create a page that uh, many other websites have uh, with high quality content. I think Google uh, have uh, many choices, you know, uh, which pages to rank. And even if you create uh, awesome link building campaigns, PR campaigns, uh, you, if you can improve your uh, brand recognition, sometimes Google can uh, rank other pages. Uh, can you tell how to find which pages uh, we have much higher chance uh, to overcome competitors? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, and by the way, I really like this uh, this video that you dropped uh, with with the clubbing. And I, I really uh, these guys it. are from North Korea. You know, they have no internet, <laughs> but oh, okay, they love okay. <laughs> Didn't know about that. I just I just like the, the you know. Uh, so that's a great question. Uh, I would say that it has two parts. The answer has two parts. First of all, let's define the categories of keywords when it comes to SaaS, uh, and let's do that uh, pretty quickly. Um, we have errors um, such as is HubSpot down? This indicates mm -hmm. uh, this this kind of query uh, indicates an error. Which uh, let's be honest, it's not something that you need to care about uh, at an early stage. People mm -hmm. are not going to search why your product is down uh, at a very early stage. So we have um, queries that indicate errors. Mm -hmm. Then we have informational. Uh, queries, uh, for example, how to create an online course. If you are an online course platform, this is a query that you need to cover. Uh, then we have terms uh, and queries with commercial search intent. Uh, and at Minusia, we um, categorize those into two tiers. Uh, we have tier A, uh, for example, live streaming platforms. Uh, the, the searcher at this point uh, is aware of uh, what they are looking for, they have identified the pain and they know that the solution to that pain is, in this case, a live streaming platform, but they are not aware of the specific solutions in the market. Okay, uh, so commercial tier A and commercial tier B, uh, when the searcher is either someone who is using actively a product and has reached a switching moment, um, or they know what are the solutions based on the, the problem that they have identified that they have and um, are comparing these solutions. For example, mm -hmm. uh, Asana vs. Monday or Asana Alternatives. Then we have terms uh, around integrations. For example, uh, QuickBooks uh, Shopify integration, Okay, which uh, once again is not something that you need to care about in the beginning unless if you have integrations with uh, those tools, even indirectly through Zapier, for example, and you are able to go after these terms. Uh, next, we have uh, terms with navigational uh, search intent, uh, which indicate uh, the need for a specific page or section of a website on behalf of the searcher. For example, Zendesk support, uh, which is not something, once again, that you will need to care uh, about um, at the early stages of your you know, uh, SEO journey. Uh, then we have transactional. Um, I'm ready to uh, take uh, some sort of um, action with monetary value. For example, Salesforce pricing. I'm I'm ready mm -hmm. to take an action, or I'm I'm close to. I'm I'm there. Um, and we have two more, which you will not find in most guides. 
around search intent uh, and keyword research for SaaS companies. Uh, we use them internally at Minusia. The first one is job to be done. Um, for example, business proposal template. I have a very specific job, create a business proposal, and I need a template for that. If I was a proposal software, I would like to have visibility for that term. And last but not least, we have terms um, that indicate the need for um, referencing, referencing something. And these are what we call uh, opportunities for linkable assets, usually. Uh, so uh, in, in the case of a SaaS company, a VOP software, uh, it could be uh, VOP statistics, okay? Mm -hmm. um, Chances are that there, there is a, a journalist out there who is looking for VOP statistics and they uh, will, if they like the piece and if they find something that they can cite, uh, they will link back to uh, this piece and cite it. So these are the terms. And I think that we can all understand and agree on the fact that these terms have a different commercial value for different reasons. Now, this is one part of you know the answer to your question. The second part is that even though if it's added evident that you know some terms have higher business value over uh, other terms, how do we go uh, about choosing the terms that we are going to go after? Once again, I will share how we do it. Okay, because this is this is how we, like um, this is what I know. I, I can't share what other people do or how they are doing. So for a long time, we were taking into account solely metrics such as search volume or uh, keyword difficulty, and, you know, that's it. I would say that this is inefficient, and at the same time, it doesn't give you the full view over the value, potential value of a term, okay? Mm -hmm. Why? Because, for example, global volume or volume, uh, in most cases, from most SEO software, um, is an average, is never an absolute number, uh, and in many cases, is not indicative of the actual uh, volume of a, of a term uh, since it's an average. And on top of that, it cannot predict trends, for example, that there is rising demand for this term right now, this month. Um, and another example for keyword difficulty, keyword difficulty is a great metric, but uh, has its own limitations. For example, it takes into account just solely the number of referring domains of the competing uh, pages you know, in that specific SERP. So it's far from perfect. What we said is that why not we take these metrics into account, but um, we assign, we do that by assigning a, a weight to each of these metrics. And at the same time, take into account some other metrics, some additional metrics that we have developed uh, internally and that we use for as part of our keyword selection and evaluation um, process. So nowadays what we do is that we take into account six metrics. We have keyword difficulty, we have global volume or volume in you know your country, the country that we are interested in. We have uh, cost per click, CPC. Uh, we have topical authority ratio, which is a metric that we have developed internally. You can feel free to check out a blog post that we've written and we've published uh, a few weeks ago on our blog mm -hmm. exactly about that. Um, we have business value, once again, a proprietary metric. And we have difficulty score, which describes the relative difficulty from a content creation standpoint uh, for a target keyword. So what we do is that we have six metrics. We assign a weight to each of these metrics based on what's important to us for uh, a specific client. 
and we come up with a final score that we call opportunity score, which is plotted mm -hmm. in a scale from zero to 100. And this works wonderfully in letting us understand that, you know what? Yeah, these are the terms that we need to go after first because they have the highest um, potential uh, value uh, compared to, you know, all the other terms that exist in, in our, um, let's say, keyword research uh, database, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is how we do it uh, nowadays. And I would say that, once again, the weights that you can assign to each of the metrics that you take into account um, va will vary, uh, definitely, uh, based on what's important to you and what's important to your clients if you're doing client services. Uh, and at the same time, uh, I would say that the, the, the importance of a metric changes over time. So, for example, in the beginning, you, you may don't want to take uh, topical authority ratio into account and topical authority as an extension into account as much because, well, you don't have any topical authority. Uh, but moving forward, you may want to take it into account because this will help you understand uh, how fast uh, potentially you can rank for uh, terms that you have been topically associated with uh, through the con that you have produced. So in a nutshell, I would say that nowadays, uh, what we do is that we select our keywords based on weighted variables, um, the six metrics that I just described, uh, and it works tremendously well for, for our clients and also for, for us. Nice, nice. Yeah, I need, I need to check out this metric <laughs> opportunities, you know, a new metric. <laughs> Why not? Uh, uh, I'm only interested about uh, even more curious. How do you find the ratio between these metrics? For example, volume, uh, keyword difficulty, and others. Uh, how do you count? You know, uh, for example, it impacts like fifteen percent. It impacts like thirty percent. Can you uh, unhide the secrets? <laughs> I will tell you what we do. So we have six metrics, uh, and we mm -hmm. say that the sum of all these metrics has to be at all times in order for the opportunity score to be correctly assigned one hundred. So it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you uh, have keyword difficulty 20, uh, global volume 30, uh, CPC 5, you know, it doesn't matter as long as the sum is always on 100. And once mm -hmm. you do that through some, you know, calculations that run on the back end, obviously, we come up, as I mentioned, with a, with a score uh, that's plotted on a scale from 0 to 100, uh, which we call opportunity score. And this helps us, um, you know, understand the 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 potential value of, of a term uh, based on the weights that we have assigned. And at the same time, if you want to exclude a term based on how we do, you know, how we run this process, if you want to exclude a, a, a specific metric from your evaluation process, you can, you know, simply assign a weight of zero and it will not be taken into account uh, when calculating the opportunity score. Uh, I must say that it took us a while to get there uh, from a technical standpoint. Uh, we have uh, built this in uh, in Google Sheets, believe it or not. Um, but we have done it and it uh, it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Got it. Interesting. Okay, we have the question from uh, Anshul Kapoor. I'm sorry if I can't pronounce it correct <laughs> your name. You know, uh, yeah, I have the problem with that. I'm working. Uh, okay, the question about uh, we are building a plugin that helps improve website speed. Uh, we have the name Faster Web. Something what 
Cloudflare also does. What will be your advice on how you will build a strategy for the same? Okay, that's a that's a good one. Um, so first of all, you know you can definitely do a keyword research and make sure that you have identified all the opportunities that exist out there because. If you want to explore uh, user acquisition from an organic standpoint uh, sooner or later, you have to do it. But in the beginning, I would also say that um, if you feel confident with uh, the capabilities of your product, uh, feel free to do something different as well, such as do a study. Like we've, st and you don't have to go hardcore when it comes to when I say study. You don't have to study one million websites. Uh, do a study with. You know, we started 150 uh, websites uh, when it comes to speed. This is what we learned, okay? Promote it. This is going to attract uh, some links, especially if you have nice graphs in it and so on. And this will give you the initial boost that you need in order to be able and, you know, set up yourself for success when the time will come that you will go after keywords, okay? So, yes, you can definitely do keyword research and um, identify the terms, but I would say that you can also take a more creative uh, approach as well and do something that people don't see um, uh, every day. And at the same time, it would make sense for them to um, refer and link back to and so on and so forth. Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more. Uh... Completely with that. You know, uh, uh, I remember when I started to promote my LinkedIn account, I checked out a few studies, and uh, I got it that uh, many uh, people with masters uh, uh, just do what everyone does, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, for example, uh, I usually avoid the best strategies, the best uh, playing techniques, because in most cases, they, they are overwhelmed. For example, if video marketing works well for uh, some accounts, uh, and if it's not my strong side, why I need to jump on this deal? So it's better to uh, use your strong side. And uh, for example, if you have your competitors, analyze them and you can see uh, they get results from some pages. Uh, but you can't create much better content. You can't overcome uh, that with your strong sides. Skip it, forget, find where you are good enough and uh, go ahead with that. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Okay, uh, let's talk more about uh, creating uh, linkable content. Uh, you mentioned a few times about uh, creating studies. Uh, I know that uh, many companies uh, create these studies uh, for the sake of getting natural links. So uh, sometimes you don't need to provide some link building campaigns. Uh, you can uh, get back links from these pages, increase your authority. Can you tell more how to find uh, the right uh, uh, content plan for studies? Uh, how do I know that journalists are interested to link to these studies? And yeah, provide more insights about that. Sure. Uh... First of all, um, I would say that um, there are, from an organic standpoint, there are some terms that indicate the need for, um, I'm, I'm looking for something that I want to uh, cite, I want to refer to, I want to link back to, and so on and so forth. This is uh, what we call, um, you know, what I called earlier, uh, linkable assets, opportunities for linkable assets, okay? But... Aside um, organic search, there are definitely many more opportunities that you can consider. Uh, for example, at Minusia, we recently did two studies. Uh, one of them 
around software keywords, keywords that include the, the word software inside them, which is, by the way, something that we know our target audience is heavily interested in. Uh, and we mm -hmm. see it from, from our, our data. Um, and we did another one uh, on alternative uh, keywords. Uh, and we published it last week, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. We know that these are things that our target audience is heavily interested in. Okay, so for us, it makes sense to publish these studies. And one thing that is extremely important, we didn't analyze like 1 million uh, keywords. In one case, we analyzed more than 400 keywords. In the other case, we analyzed, it was like something like 102 keywords. But the data that we have are solid and rest assured that people and competing agencies that do that serve the exact same clients and audience that you know we serve uh, are reading those uh, those studies. I would say that it all starts from uh, getting a, a very deep understanding of your your target audience. Once you do that, uh, you will be in the position uh, to tell stories with data or create data studies that will resonate uh, with with your audience. Uh, what helps in many cases, what helps is um, try to analyze other websites uh, using, for example, um, Ahrefs top content uh, to see, um, or Best Buy links, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know, both both of these, uh, these reports are, are useful to see what topics in prominent publications, in uh, websites that you know have a, a significant reach in your industry, what topics people amplify, uh, discuss, uh, and you know uh, are interested in uh, online. Um, and once again, I would say that when when it comes to studies, we and we do the same thing for our clients as well. We we really take a step back and try to understand what will resonate with uh, the person that we are trying to to reach. Um, and so. Uh, this is how we 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 set up ourselves for success, I would say, when it comes to studies. Um, and at the end of the day, don't be afraid to to get creative when it comes to studies. Like uh, you you will be surprised just by uh, doing things that um, most people are either you know too lazy to do or are afraid to do because they will think that they think that you know what it's not going to work for me. Uh, you will be surprised how well it can uh, it can work for you. Now, um, and I will close with that. Uh, when it comes to creating something that will allow you to uh, passively acquire links over time, I would say that, as I mentioned previously, there are some modifiers that can help you with that. Um, and we have seen that uh, modifiers that can help you um, create content that will serve two scopes essentially, get organic visibility and help you acquire links passively, um, are modifiers such as analysis, uh, benchmarks, um, experiment, glossary, hacks, history, infographic, uh, metrics, myths, um, statistics, stats, um, and so on and so forth. People who are looking for these, for keywords and queries, who are using queries like these and these modifiers inside those queries, um, are you know there are high chances that they are looking for something to link back to uh, so this is how i would approach it and above all don't be afraid to to be creative to get creative and um, do something that you know no one in your industry uh, is is doing
Yeah, you know, um, it's hard for me to tell how many times something didn't work for me. Uh, you know, many times. So it, it, it doesn't stop me to test more, you know, to uh, search for new formats. So guys, uh, don't care about uh, testing, analyzing, uh, searching for something new uh, because uh, your competitors are not waiting when you uh, are using only one format. So testing is the best approach to find what will work for you. Thanks, George. You know, it's a big pleasure to learn from you, to get all your insights, uh, so valuable. Uh, and uh, tell our audience how they can uh, find more about you, reach out to you, uh, learn from you. Sure. So first of all, the pleasure the pleasure is mine. Uh, and thank you very much for the invitation. Really enjoyed that. Uh, so where people can find about me. Um, if you want to con connect with me personally, you can. the best place to do that is uh, on LinkedIn, um, Georgios Hasiotis. Uh, I publish um, learnings, studies, case studies, anything that we learn from uh, our work with uh, with clients. Uh, so the best place to to reach out is there. Uh, if you want to learn more about our work and um, get in touch with us as a as an agency, um, the website is minusia.com with double T. Uh, feel free to check it out and um, you know um, reach out if you uh, need questions or. Um, if you want to, to get in touch and last but not least, feel free to also sus subscribe to our podcast, uh, the SaaS SEO show, um, the best place to subscribe, I would say is YouTube where we publish every, uh, episode, the video format of every episode and, um, Apple podcasts, uh, where we publish, you know, the audio format of, uh, every, uh, episode. That's it. And thank you very much, everyone, for, for being with us uh, until the end. Okay, guys, you need to do it. You can find all the links, uh, mentioned links in the description below. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Yeah, it's a big, big pleasure, you know, to learn more. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.